Hey friends, Hannah here with the Practically Well podcast, where I will be bringing you amazing holistic guests to educate, inspire, and empower you to live your healthiest, fullest life in a practical way. As an acupuncturist and coach, I believe that the mind and body are deeply connected and that when we can tap into these natural reservoirs within ourselves and heal, anything is possible. So it is my goal to bring you a variety of transformative topics and practices to the table in a simple, digestible way so that you can break down old barriers, seek out new holistic methods, and up-level your mindset and life so that you can get wherever you want to go. It is all in your hands, and I'm here to be your guide. So let's get started. Hey friends, and welcome to another beautiful day on the Practically Well podcast. I want to speak today on what is a sensitive topic for many, and one that I think is incredibly important for long-term healing. It's a concept that I've been actually integrating into my life a lot recently, and that's just really provided immense release and freedom, and I sincerely hope that it does the same for you. So if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning, you know that I have a history of childhood sexual abuse and that it is something that has shaped a great deal of my life. I will say, in retrospect, I regret nothing. My healing journey thus far has helped me transform into who I am today, and I respect my own process and have deep appreciation for my desire to overcome what happened to me and to use it as fuel for helping other women to do the same. And I want to speak today on just a little bit on the natural cycle of progression of healing. And I want to bring a concept to light for what comes next after that initial healing has happened and hopefully illuminate something for you that maybe you haven't thought of or practiced yet before. So when a trauma happens, you know, there's many stages that the body and mind and spirit go through, and it looks a little different for everyone, of course. You know, there can be denial, grief, anger, sadness, emptiness, and a whole other host of emotions wrapped into one. And it's incredibly important that we allow ourselves to feel all of these emotions and do our best not to suppress them. Yes, you know, when you're in initial shock after something occurs, it's completely natural as a protective mechanism to shut down and go numb for a little while. It happens to all of us. And Your body knows that you need a moment of distance from what happened, and that's totally okay. And eventually, it will be time to work through all these other emotions that come up, and there will be many. But what I want to focus on today is what happens after you've done the processing, after the vibrant colors of emotion have faded into the background and time has passed and the traumatic event is no longer the main highlight reel of your days. So what I've been finding is that it's actually in this phase where when trauma can linger in our unconscious mind and body in a way that can actually be really destructive long-term, and all that begins with how we're identifying with the trauma. And I can say from personal experience, it's a cathartic moment to identify yourself as a survivor from a trauma initially, and knowing that you know, where you are today, like you're still standing in spite of what has occurred. And that's an important step in the healing process to to go through. 
But what I've been coming to learn is that continuing to identify yourself as a survivor or a victim of whatever trauma it is and continuing to bring it up as one of the main themes that paints a picture of who you are may not be the way long term. So let me explain a little bit more as, as to what I mean by this. So when any part of our past or any situation is a constant piece of who we are or the story we tell, we're really continuing to illuminate it and identifying it or identifying with it. And by that continual repetition, we're actually creating an identity for ourselves. And because of that, we will continue subconsciously to look for other ways to continue to fuel that identity. You know, whether it's I'm a good person or I am a hard worker or I'm successful or I'm a survivor, whatever it is that we believe ourselves to be, we will continue to look for ways to fit into that identity. And while, you know, there's a lot of positive ways that that can happen, when it comes to trauma and we're continue when we're continuing to label ourselves as a survivor, you know, years later and continuing to bring it to the surface like that, you know, with the identity of who we are at our core being that, we're continuing to let that trauma synthesize our spirit and it can lock us in and oftentimes close the door to other possibilities. And I just want to say first and foremost that I am not in any way, shape, or form telling those who have been through traumatic situations to disengage or ignore what has happened to them. I am not saying to bury it, to be ashamed by it, or to not speak to it. I think honestly that speaking about your trauma, especially for the first time or the first several times, is an incredibly powerful experience. And if sharing your story helps others to feel empowered to do the same, it's a deeply useful thing to do. And if it helps you to heal and move past it, it's a deeply useful thing to do. It's what I did in the second episode of this podcast. And I had many women come to me and thank me for sharing my story. And I know that it was valuable both for myself and for them. But I'm not speaking about that part specifically because sharing for the for the sake of healing the world is always going to be useful and for your initial healing is always going to be useful but i'm speaking to that time after long after when you continue to attach yourself to the identity of a victim or a survivor and make that who you are make that your mindset your identity your essence because what happened to you is not who you are. And once you've given yourself the time to do the work and heal from what has happened, the deepest long-term healing that you can do, in my opinion, is to start exploring all the other pieces of you that make you who you are outside of what happened. And I'll, I'll use myself as an example to go a little deeper. So yes, I was molested as a little girl, and it's something that I will never forget. It gives me deep empathy for others who have also been hurt. It gives me a unique inner strength and drive that I am grateful for to this day. But I am so much more than my abuse. And I'm practicing now to choose to not let it be one of my defining factors. 
I'm not just Hannah Jefferson survivor. I am Hannah Jefferson, intuitive, light-filled being whose purpose in this life is to spread healing and joy and help illuminate magic in others and myself. If I stopped at Hannah Jefferson, survivor, I would have missed all the other things. And yes, I can label myself as both, but at this point in my life, there's just, there's so much more to explore and learn that I'm ready to let that peace go. You know, not bury the trauma, not forget about it, but let go this identity piece. I'm going to, you know, continue to do healing work on my physical body. And I, I do a lot right now currently because I know that there are still little bits of the trauma lingering internally from a physical perspective, and that's okay. But it's not the party line for me anymore. It's not the first thing I think of when people ask me about myself. I'm no longer trudging through the trenches of survivorhood, grateful that I just survived and made it through. Because at this point, I don't think I survived. I think I thrived and grew and transformed. And it's always going to be a process, but I think that there are just so many more profound and amazing things that I can link my spirit to than this one event. So much more that I can open my mind and my heart to if this one thing is no longer my label. There's just so much possibility for joy and greater ease and healing because I've already done that that work through it. So I don't need to label myself with this thing hanging over my head anymore. So I hope that if you are someone who has been through a trauma you'll give this this concept consideration, whether you're ready for it or not, just having it in the back of your mind for potential at some point. Because your story is yours to tell in your own way. It will always be a part of you and sharing it profoundly and bravely for the sake of your own healing and the healing of others will always be a beautiful thing. But it doesn't have to be one of the words in your bank in your day-to-day in the back of your mind. And, you know, so often they say that forgiveness is one of the most powerful things you can do in a traumatic situation because it's a gentle and loving and profound release of the ties to the situation, you know, the the energetic ties that we hold to so many things that have happened in our lives. We're not changing it. We're not pretending it didn't happen. But by releasing these ties, this identity, we're no longer needing to be deeply emotionally attached to it. And I think that this process of exploration and just redefining is, is very in alignment with the concept of forgiveness. Anything is possible in this life, my friends. No matter what happens, anything is possible. And I want you to believe that, especially for those of you who have been through unspeakable pain and trauma and loss. Anything is possible and you can define yourself and your life however you want, and whenever you're ready to do so. Be well. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be everything if you would subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five-star review. It is my goal to spread as much healing energy and education as possible, and every little bit helps. 
So thanks again for listening, and until next time, namaste.